You are listening to a podcast produced by the New Zealand Centre for Political Research. Follow this and our other podcasts on nzcpr.com. Welcome to our podcast for the 11th of August 2023, presented by Dr Muriel Newman. In 2019, the Labour Party introduced a new corrections policy called Hokorangi. It takes a tikanga Māori approach to sentencing. The minister behind the scheme was Calvin Davis. He said it would make the correction system work better for Māori, who make up more than half of the prison population. He said the objective was to reduce the number of Māori in prison, but better reflect their share of the general population. But has it worked? Or is it a get-out-of-jail-free card for Maori offenders? Is it making our communities unsafe? Here's Muriel Newman. Two separate shootings in Auckland in recent weeks have left two people dead and one critically injured. They follow the shooting rampage of Matu Reid, who killed two co-workers and injured ten others before taking his own life. Crime has become a major problem in New Zealand. As broadcaster Peter Williams has reported, in the three months to the end of April, there were 45,046 retail crimes reported. Police attended one in ten of them and made 1,041 arrests. If you run a shop and get burgled, you have just a one in ten chance of the police coming and only a 2.3% chance that an alleged offender will be arrested. These damning figures are contributing to the growing sense of lawlessness in New Zealand. This anxiety was picked up in a May survey of a 1,000 people published by the Herald. It showed two-thirds of Kiwis are more concerned that they may become the victim of a crime today than they were five years ago. The most revealing statistic is the diverging trend between reported crimes, which increased 33% between 2017 and 2022, and the 38% fall in prison sentences. These are very significant numbers. Quite simply, Labour's soft on crime policy is failing to keep New Zealanders safe. Furthermore, the system is full of paradoxes. Here's one. In 2021, a farmer found guilty of breaching Regional Council Resource Management Act consents received a three-month prison sentence. Meanwhile, in 2023, 24-year-old Matu Reed, who attacked his girlfriend so brutally that she needed hospitalisation, ended up with a community sentence, in spite of already being under supervision for a previous violence offence and being assessed by his probation officer as being at high risk of causing harm to others. How is it that our criminal justice system could deliver such an inconsistency? A man who was no risk at all to the safety of others was thrown in jail, while a violent offender was released into the community and shot and killed two of his workmates and injured others. To address this, 
Let's first look into some of Labour's changes to the justice system, starting with corrections. When Labour came to office in 2017, on any given day, the Department of Corrections managed around 10,400 offenders in prison and 30,000 in the community. Prison statistics show that in September 2017, Māori comprised 50.7% of inmates, Europeans were 31.6% and Pacific Islanders were 11.1%. By late 2019, prison numbers had fallen slightly to 10,040 and the proportion of Māori had increased to 51.9%. It was then that the Minister of Corrections, Calvin Davis, announced an ambitious new strategy, Hokai Rangi. The objective was to reduce the number of Māori in prison so that the number matched the Māori share of the general population. In other words, he wanted to reduce the number of Māori in prison from 52% down to 16%. Calvin Davis denied Māori were overrepresented in prison because they were committing more crime. He claimed it was because the judicial system was racist. He said his new Hokai Rangi strategy would make sure the correction system worked better for Māori. Hokairangi had been co-designed by iwi. It introduces co-governance and takes a so-called Maori world view. It claims to have transformed corrections from a system based on Western schools of thought and its operating approach to one that prioritises and elevates mataranga Maori. According to the minister, the new strategy would focus on accountability However, there appears to be little accountability with progress reports virtually impossible to find. The latest corrections data from April shows there's been a dramatic 18% fall in the prison population to 8,513 inmates, but a rise in the proportion of Māori to 52.7%. This rapid reduction in prison numbers has fuelled concerns that Labour's soft-on-crime changes are responsible for the increase in crime. Not only that, but the fingerprints of iwi and Labour's Māori caucus are not just over corrections, but the police as well. Broadcaster Kate Hawkesby highlights this in her outline of what happened to a tourist who was a victim of a serious, unprovoked assault by a nightclub bouncer. The police turned up. They were shown video footage. They spoke to everyone concerned. They had everything there right in front of them, including the culprit. Did they make an arrest? They did not. The police at the time were unsure what to do. They said they needed to think about this. The next day, many questions were asked, including why no charges had been laid. They'd be followed up in due course, they said. Witness statements were made, reports were filed, and then silence. Seven months later, a police spokesman got in touch with the victim's family with an update. The bouncer had been offered an iwi community panel, where participants are given the choice of attending a panel hearing or going to court. Panels are made up of three members of the community, they're not judges or lawyers. 
Their job is to decide what should happen as a result of the offence. As far as the police were concerned, that was the end of the matter. Case closed. But as Kate says, a violent attack that sent a tourist to hospital resulted in no arrests, no charges, no court, no sentence, only a chat with the community panel of Iwi. The police panel that dealt with this criminal was a Tipai Oranga Iwi community panel which operates in partnership with Iwi. According to the police website, Tipai Oranga means talk, listen and become well. It uses tikanga and kaupapa Māori and restorative justice practices. They say it can be more effective than prosecuting someone as more serious options can do more harm than good. Having a criminal conviction can have long-lasting consequences. A criminal conviction makes it harder for an offender to get their lives back on track. They maintain tipai oranga is not a soft option, but clearly it is, and Labour's soft-on-crime approach is clearly harming our country. It seems police have now become, quote, an inclusive partner for iwi Māori, end quote. The end result of this partnership with iwi is that police, quote, live up to the joint expectations of those partners to improve long-term well-being for Māori who come to the police's attention, end quote. In other words, Māori justice is all about the offender, ensuring they have a positive outcome, there is very little regard for the victim. And as a result, offenders who are Māori now have a different pathway, one that looks past the victim to embrace the culture of the offender. The failure of that approach is plain to see in the Matu Reid case. In his sentencing notes, the District Court's Judge Bonner explained the process, quote, when I decide on the final sentence for you, Mr. Reed, I'm going to set a starting point for the strangulation charge. I'm then going to take account of the other charges and then consider what credits I can apply because of things in your favour. The judge determined the appropriate sentence for Machu Reed's assault on his partner was two years and three months' imprisonment. Given the violence, the vulnerability of the victim, and the fact that he was under supervision at the time of the offending, the sentence was lifted to three years. The credits applied were a nine-month discount for pleading guilty and a seven-month discount for having a troubled background, as set out in a cultural report prepared under Section 27 of the Sentencing Act 2002. That brought the sentence down to 20 months, under the two-year limit for a jail sentence. Under corrections guidelines, an offender is eligible for release after serving half of a community sentence, so the 20 months reduced to 10 months, and since Matu Reed had been in custody for five months, that was subtracted as well. His final sentence was five months home detention. If Matu Reed had not been given the seven-month discount for his troubled background, he would have ended up in jail, and he and his two victims would still be alive. That is the effect of Labour's soft justice for Māori.
Cultural reports have now become a multi-million dollar industry. In just five years, the number has exploded from 8 a year to almost 2,500 last year, costing taxpayers over $6.5 million. There are now calls for the taxpayer funding of these reports to be removed and for the discounts that can be applied by judges to be limited to exceptional circumstances only. Maori law is not only in corrections and policing. An expectation is now emanating from our highest court that tikanga or Maori custom can be regarded as law. This week's NZCPR guest commentator, King's counsel Gary Judd, disagrees. He says, In the Ellis case, a majority of the New Zealand Supreme Court stated that tikanga was the first law of New Zealand. But tikanga cannot be the first law because it is not law at all. He says beliefs and principles of a spiritual nature are not law. Under Labour's watch, New Zealand's criminal justice system has been fundamentally undermined and the consequences are plain for all to see. Their fixation with making the Maori incarceration statistics more equitable is dangerous. New Zealanders have a right to feel safe and they must demand better from whoever becomes the government on October the 14th. That's it for this week. Don't forget to visit www.nzcpr.com if you'd like to register for our free newsletter, take part in our poll or access a treasure chest of valuable information. See you soon. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by NZCPR Media.